You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. I haven't spoken to my next guest for maybe seven, eight years. His name is Travis Robson. He's now the head of IG Markets in South Africa. And Travis, I can't remember when we last spoke, whether it be on Summit TV or CNBC Africa on radio, but it was many, many years ago. I think it was the days when you were in Cape Town and we were doing it via video link and me and Joburg. So probably six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, it could easily be that, it could easily be that long, and obviously you've moved on uh, since then. And I have to say something about IG IG Index, as I used to know it in London, because when I worked on a couple of trading desks of quite well known financial institutions in London. The people that I work with, the professionals, used to use IG for their own investments, for their own speculation, not punting, but they were using IG because of the reputation that it had. Now, what's your association with IG these days? Tell us more. Yeah, so, you know, um, I am at IG. I've been there for the last seven years now, and I head up the business with the focus to drive the commercial side and, and the financial side and the regulatory. But, you know, we are an uh, established business in South Africa since 2010. Our parent company, as you mentioned, is IG Group, which sits in London. They're listed in London on the FTSE. They've been around for 45 years. And we pride ourselves in being a really good fintech company, providing technology, access to market, access to product to retail traders who want to speculate or trade on the, on the markets. Yeah, and uh, I only hear good things about it. And in fact, you were formed, IG Index was formed in 1974 by a chap called Stuart Wheeler. And when I worked for another company, he was actually one of my clients. And I think he just wanted to have the occasional trade here and there just to just to find out. He was always sort of seeking knowledge. He, had, he wanted to find out what the sales mentality was from myself and how the, the system that the company I worked for at the time worked and sort of gain knowledge. Uh, so IG has been around for an awfully long time and it's sort of testament to the company itself that it has survived because many others have fallen by the wayside. Yeah, I think we, you know, back in the day, IG market stood for, or IG stood for index gold. It, it was, you know, in those days, having a trading platform for people to trade wasn't common. And it's, you know, it's later evolved over the years of the last 45 years where people have, with technology and people having access to platforms and to now mobile phones and smartphones, yeah. and people have, uh, you know, huge access to trade. And I think almost... Uh, about 70% of our trading from our retail clients is done on a mobile phone across Android or across, you know, Apple or the different iOSs that are in place. And we do, you know, anything between two and five million trades a day. And we have 190,000 clients globally. It's a lot of clients. It's a lot so of it's trades. It's certainly a company that has grown over the years and um, it's done incredibly well. And I'm, you know, very, very proud to be part of the company obviously based in South Africa, but it's, it's a brand that we've been building a lot over the last 10 years in South Africa as well. And, you know, leveraging off the resources and, you know, the, the guidance and support from our global business. And we're now sitting in about 22 countries globally.
There's a, there's a lot of speculation at the moment about the volatility in the market, whether it be the JSC Securities Exchange or the FTSE or the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, the Hang Seng, whatever it is. And there are various theories as to why the markets are so volatile. I mean, taking aside the macroeconomic and the geopolitical developments, let's put it that way. Some people are saying it's because of the access to the mobile phone that you just mentioned, and people uh, can sit at lunch and, and have a trade if they want to. Other people are saying it's because sport has closed down over the last two to three months and so people need an access for their um, their speculative uh, tendencies what do you think let's start with the last one which is the closing down of sport i don't believe there is a correlation an accurate correlation between people that take a view to speculate on a sporting app and now want to take a view and speculate on a trading app i think just because they are both apps that you take a speculation, I don't think that type of client is well correlated. And there's been many companies in the past that have had sporting businesses like gaming businesses linked to trading businesses. For you that know IG, you know, we used to have a sporting trading business back in the day. Another local company here that that has tried to link sporting trading business together and it hasn't worked. So I don't believe there's a correlation between those type of clients um, what I do believe is that what we are seeing is a lot of people have got the free time to speculate yeah. and and they are interested in the market. You must also understand that 45 to 55% of active retailers use Twitter as their number one source to get research from. And what you're finding is that the, the accessible technology, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bloomberg News, Reuters News, a number of newspapers are all now going online and more accessible to the average trader. And what you find, the trading firms are linking up that news with the client, and then the client wants to take an educated view or speculate on the market through an app. So it is about time. It is about convenience. But it's also about the accessibility to the news. It's about accessibility to understanding the market, communication on a number of different channels. But we're just finding a lot more clients that are taking an interest in the markets due to the communication that's been freely available. I mean, Lindsay, you and I can go for a long time. I've been in the markets 20 years. Mm. In the old days, you'd need a Bloomberg terminal at your desk, trading desk, to get access to any research or news. And you'd pay a premium to research houses to provide you that research. Now research is freely available. You know, education on the market is freely available. We provide education. Other firms provide education. Firms provide research. We provide research. So that news is just flowing and flowing and flowing. And what you're finding is more people having access to it and really be access to it via, I think, the technology improvements is making people more active and more interested in trading. Travis, you mentioned education, and that's so important. And it's important for obvious reasons, because people need to know what they're doing before they speculate with their hard-earned money and invest with their hard-earned money. But also it's a governance issue as well for IG markets, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a, I wouldn't call it a governance issue. I would call it more a social responsibility in educating the public about trading, especially when you're dealing with retail traders. It's important to invest time with your clients and invest in understanding about the markets with your clients. And, and that's something we really pride upon, upon ourselves. Yes. We have um, the Academy, which we've launched a, a free academy that people can download and educate themselves. We've also got a number of analysts around the world who provide content and that is disseminated onto our clients. So from our side, it's very important to educate our clients. 
Um, and it's something we really pride ourselves with the amount of people we have in our business hired to do that job. I've seen, um, I saw a graph from an American company, I think it wasn't the company itself, but it was featuring a company called Charles Schwab, I think it is, which is a notable uh, retail serving platform and brokerage house. And the spike in the number of new clients had gone up enormously over the last two to three months. And there's various reasons that we've already discussed for that phenomenon. Have you found the same thing at IG Markets? Yeah, so if we look at um, the increase in volatility from end of February and through to where we are today, generally across all of our offices globally and in South Africa here, we have seen a massive spike in the number of clients that have come on board to trade. And so our competitors, which just shows the landscape or the retail individual is wanting to take an opportunity to trade the volatility in the market, which we've seen has been very, very high especially over the month of March and into April. And that has a lot to do with um, macroeconomic and other fundamental factors that we've seen. And, of course, COVID and the news around COVID impacting the stock markets as well. But definitely we've seen a heightened number of clients wanting to, to trade on the markets. Can you tell me what the trend is? Do you know? I mean, when I look at your excellent weekend offering, which is IG Weekends, in other words, you can, although the spreads are quite wide, understandably, the fact is that you can trade certain markets over the weekend, even though the underlying fundamental markets are, are closed, you still make a market, which is a great service. When I look at that, I think to myself, um, you know, it, it's become a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week business and it's 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 not become an obsession i just wonder if what i'm trying to say in a sort of clumsy way is once this volatility is over do you think that the activity will um sort of tail off a little bit yeah we i mean going back to our product suite and our offering we pride ourselves on being able to price a 24-hour market and we have dealing you know rooms across the world that can assist that and we have a number of different prime brokers and interbank brokers that we facilitate and use to make sure we can price the 24-hour markets. It's important. We're not trying to encourage people to trade on the weekends and whatnot. It's allowing people that want to be able to get in or out of or protect a, a position when um, you know news comes out. Oftentimes, you'll find that you're in a, sitting in a position and news comes out at 3, 4, 5 in the morning and you want to take a view or protect an existing position. So it's vitally important for our clients to have that functionality with regards to your, your second part of the question, we definitely are seeing the trend dropping off, uh, although I, it hasn't dropped off as vastly as I thought it would. So we're still seeing clients coming on board. The client numbers are increasing. We have seen, rather than the client numbers dropping, we've seen the level of trading activity um, slightly reduce. And let's talk locally from a South African point of view. We've gone from level four lockdown into level three lockdown. And we, as we start easing the lockdown processes, and this doesn't just apply for South Africa, I think it applies to the UK and a number of countries, you'll find people are gradually going to start getting back to work, mm. getting back to a sense of normality, and possibly, you know, that would affect them trading um, as much as they were previously trading. But certainly hasn't dropped off too much. I think there's enough volatility and enough Markets, you see the S&P at all-time highs or pushing up again. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of market news at the moment. We're still encouraging for guys to take an opportunity or to speculate on. So I haven't seen it drop off, but we have um, as much as I would have expected. 
but I have seen a tail off, as you mentioned. It's a fascinating service. That's what I was actually trying to remember. The question I was going to ask you was about the weekend trading, because when I look at the Dow Jones on uh, a Saturday evening, for example, it'll say you know the market's down 100 points and 62% of uh, market participants on this platform are short. Uh, so you give this this fascinating analysis. And uh, I just wondered what, what the trend is for punters. Is it the Dow? Is it the NASDAQ? Is it the S&P? Is it gold? Is it euro dollar? And more locally, is it individual stocks, CFDs, whatever? I'd, can you tell me what people so, have been doing? Yeah, so from a global point of view, our most popular markets are the Dow or the S&P. So the Dow is at the Wall Street Top 30 Index. And the S&P is your, your broader 500 market that people would trade. Um, in Europe, we see a lot of people trading the FTSE, which is the, the top foot um, listed basket for the UK. And then in Europe, we find our biggest product there is the DAX. That would be the German basket. Yes. Locally, and then on the currency side, you know, your, your popular currencies like the euro, US dollar is very popular as well. Um, in South Africa, we find people are quite niche and they stick to what they know. And South Africa population has been quite withdrawn from the global space. And we are seeing a, a much higher demand for international products and availability to trade different markets. But in South Africa, we see a lot of people still trading the traditional JSC stocks, as you mentioned in the beginning of the call, as well as we have a South African Top 40 Index, which is the Top 40 basket of the South African Top Stocks that is a very popular product that we offer on a 24-hour market. And that, by far, is definitely our most popular product in South Africa for our, our traders to trade. What's the future, Travis? You're a trader. You're a frustrated trader like I am. I mean, I'm a broadcaster <laughs> and you're the head of IG markets in, in South Africa. But obviously, you're close to the markets. Just give me your view on what's happening in the moment, because it has been quite astonishing what we've seen in 2020 so far. Yeah, you know, as we've chatted many times in the last, you know, seven, eight years that we've spoken, um, I don't watch the markets as closely as I should. Um, you know, I'm trying to run a business and as every business, there's a lot of things that go into it um, that, that makes the trading firm operate. And there's people, there's technology, there's marketing, there's a number of different items that goes into making the business successful. But in terms of markets, when I do keep abreast of the markets, I'm, I'm just absolutely shocked at what 2020 has brought. I've, I've seen a lot of companies depreciating earnings, which is to be expected on the back of COVID and inability to trade or perform their function. And we've seen a number of the South African stocks coming under a lot of pressure. And that's for me, is quite interesting to see when their recovery will be. It's also been phenomenally interesting to see some companies not affected or actually benefited from COVID. Um, and those will be companies like Zoom and other tech stocks and trading companies. You mentioned a lot of our trading companies and ourselves are listed on on the markets, and we've done phenomenally well over this COVID period. But for us, it's just interesting to see the different sectors getting affected individually in their own way due to COVID and, and how some of those businesses have changed their focuses slightly to adapt. And unfortunately, there will be some companies that won't be able to adapt and have gone into a liquidation or a bankruptcy, which we've seen a number of companies file. And I think, you know, from a trading perspective, we sometimes lose focus on the companies and the businesses that we're trading are linked to individual people and are linked to individual countries and economies. And But it's, it's phenomenally important to just remember when you're trading to 
understand what you're trading because it is quite a volatile time and it is very an interesting market where there's a lot of speculating going on mm. and, and that just increases the volatility. Which uh, leads me to my final question. Most people that will be listening to this are investors, long-term investors. They've got an asset management firm. They've got a wealth management and personal finance firm that's behind them. But at the same time, they want to listen to, they do listen uh, to broadcasts, podcasts, uh, television, etc. And they think to themselves, well, you know what, I've got, a, I've got a little idea and I want to put one or 2% of my portfolio into something slightly more speculative. And that's where I think you come in. I'm not saying you're a, a speculative firm. You're you're a firm that provides a service for people that have a broad portfolio and different strategies across that portfolio. That's what I see you as, and that's what I've always seen you as. So, what's your unique selling point? Because there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. So you you hit you hit the head nail on the head there with regards to we're a niche company offering um, a speculative or opportunities in the market. Like you say, people taking one, two, three, ten percent of their overall portfolio, and I always encourage clients to have a diverse portfolio in terms of asset management, money market, cash, and then trading. And going back to our unique selling point is one: I mean, with this type of market volatility, a long-term asset manager cannot go short the market for you. What does short mean? He, you have the opportunity to speculate against the market and take a negative view and make profit on that, which is really, really great. You also have the opportunity to hedge against your long-term equity portfolio, and that's what a lot of clients do as well. And then our unique selling point is, you know, from a company perspective is we are a tech company, as I mentioned in the beginning. We pride ourselves of having a really good trading platform, and we have 500 developers globally, continuously working and updating that platform. And that allows clients to have quick, easy, accessible technology to access the markets. And we have access to, you know, over 10, 15,000 different products, allowing clients to trade whenever they want at the comfort of their own home or at the comfort of their own office. And that, I think, is a really unique space to be in. Of which our competitors are similar, I think what we do is we have a very large business with good customer service, good relationship, as well as a good technology stack to assist our clients. Mm. And from my point of view, because I've been personally involved with IG for so long, is the fact that you've been there since 1974 and your founder, Stuart Wheeler, was a, a visionary. But anyway, that's me being sentimental. Travis, very good luck, great chat, and we'll keep in touch. And I'd love to keep in touch, with the, particularly with the trends, because I think that um, retail investment trends do sort of predict the markets in a certain way but that's for another discussion that's travis robson who's the head of ig markets south africa the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency organization employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author and since we are critically thinking human beings these views are always subject to change revision and rethinking at any time please do not hold us to them in perpetuity